Hello and welcome to episode four of the Sea Dogs podcast, hosted by me, Paddy, and brought to you by This Is The Coast. Coming up in this episode, we speak to Scarborough Athletic Stadium announcer Mark Thompson on his Borough story and an insight into his role on match days as well. So that's coming up in just a moment. Also, after Trevor Bull this week bought a pipe for each of the ten Brackley Town supporters who'd made the long journey up from Northamptonshire, that was on Tuesday night, we've been asking you this question this week. Uh, when has a football club, maybe Borough or maybe another club, gone above and beyond for you? We've had loads of really quite amazing stories. So looking forward to reading those out very soon as well. And of course, we are previewing the Kidderminster Harriers Scarborough Athletic match this weekend. This is the well, we'll start with that question then. When has uh, a football club, maybe Borough or any other club, gone above and beyond for you? We've had so many comments in the Scarborough Athletic FC supporters group from our post. We'll read some out now and we'll read some more out later on in the podcast. Ben Vickers, I was attacked on my way home in 2021 and I received a serious head injury. Christian Machin arranged for a get well card from all the team and staff at Borough. I received a personal message from Trevor as well, a wonderful gesture that really cheered me up. I love this from Nicola Townsend. I'll answer this question once they've put heaters in the turnstiles. Very good. Dave Standaloft says, When Borough and Bridlington stated that veterans would be welcome at concession rates, they ran articles in the programmes and helped those who would normally have stayed in through poverty get out to a match and enjoy a change for a few hours. And Rob Smith says the feedback from where my little lad built this now sat on our dresser. It's like a Lego adversary stand. It's absolutely terrific. Anyway, Rob says his face reading comments from the likes of Trevor just made it all. Thanks, everyone. And Chris Marson, club director, of course, marketing director, says when our granddad Norman died in September 2021, Trevor attended his funeral unannounced. Then the club invited our family to the Michelover game on the 2nd of October to honour him. He was mentioned in the programme and the whole ground gave a minute's applause before kickoff. That day will stay with me forever. And he goes on to say the hours he must have dedicated to the club over 60 years will be phenomenal. He'd have been proud that day. And then, of course, the unbeaten home run followed. More of those comments about when a football club, perhaps Borough, have gone above and beyond. Some really nice comments still to come on the Sea Dogs podcast, episode four. But first, let's have a chat with Mark Thompson. You'll know the voice because he is the Flamingland Stadium's stadium announcer. Firstly, Mark, uh, let's let's talk about your story. When did you first get into supporting Scarborough? Because I know that you're not from this area originally, are you? No. Well, originally I, I came up in 1980. Eight, I think it was, and um, I, I moved into a flat on Valley Road. And I know this is before Scarborough, but uh, uh, Scarborough Athletic. And I woke up one morning, and it was the first weekend I'd been there. And there was a Burnley fan taking a leak on a lamppost on the other side of Valley Road. And I thought, football? Do you know? I haven't been. To, let's go and watch some football because wherever I've lived, I've liked to watch it. And uh, so I went along to watch Burnley, and they took um, at the way end at Seymour Road was packed and fire extinguisher was going off and it well it was it was a real occasion I thought I think that kind of cemented my uh, my interest in it and uh, but but then so I, I followed the old club and, um, and when it folded uh, well, I went to where is it Hutton Cranswick and uh, somewhere else where they were having trials and it just um, although it was sad that the old club went it, it did seem like a new start and we needed a new start and although we started the lowest of the low um it, it was it was great you know and we yeah so from 2007 um uh straight away really how did you get into the now, role of stadium announcer then 
stadium announcer sounds posh, doesn't it? Um, I have been friends with um, Trevor for a while um, uh, at Bridlington. We used to stand together and go on uh, on days out. And when he took over, I don't quite know why, but this this was when we were playing at Bridlington. Um, the whoever was announcing didn't want to announce anymore, and he said to me, "Oh well." you're used to talking to people, aren't you? So you can do it. And, you know, Trev does so much for so many people. You, you just can't say no to Trev, can you? So uh, I, I started doing it at the um, at the ground at Bridlington for our last couple of games there. And um, it was, I mentioned people complain about the, uh, the, the, the sound system at Scarborough, um, but really you couldn't hear it at all at Bridlington. So uh, uh, that, that's when I started. Uh, I, I should say, actually, thank you for inviting me on on the uh, on the podcast. And the podcasts have been brilliant. Um, but for some regular attenders, it might be the first time they've ever heard my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, you say that, but uh, I know Dave Marshall uh, had posted saying that uh, he, he was in the adversary stand and could hear you uh, last game. Absolutely, Dave Marshall could hear us. So that that's that's brilliant. No, no, uh, joking aside, it is. Um, it's much better now. I think Mick and, and Chris Marston have gone around and sorted it out, haven't they? They went and sorted it out. I don't know how true it is, but somebody did tell me that somebody had turned the tannoy off on the uh, Adverset stand um, because they're, they're, apparently there is a, a generator or, or whatever over there and it had been turned off, so maybe that's the the reason. But I'm glad everyone can hear it. Well, I hope they... <laughs> yeah. I hope people yeah. are glad they can hear me. We'll see. <laughs> and um, it's it's an interesting job, isn't it? Uh, because you have to announce all sorts of stuff. It's not just the teams. Uh, you, you need to keep an eye on who's scoring the goals. I mean, is, is that something that you do yourself? or Because or, I know how difficult it can well, be when, you, when you're commentating. It can be really difficult to, to know who's scored if it's at the, the far end. Do you, do you have I'm some people around you that help you out with that? There are absolutely yes, Ian and Neil and Jack do help me out because uh, uh, as I'm getting old, my eyesight is not as brilliant as it was, and so I always double check because I have announced the wrong scorers before, um, which is really embarrassing. In fact, I've done it this season. It was Spennymore um, that they scored, and it was really hard to see because, of course, they all go into into a huddle, and you're trying to work out who it is. And I particularly dislike it when teams are playing in stripes because it's really hard to see their numbers um so that yeah you've got to be careful so i check with um uh with neil or ian or jack and we all stand together i used to have a seat but um i i that's been sold now that they're in such demand they've um, sold your so, seat uh, yeah. <laughs> i love that they've <laughs> sold your seat brilliant i mean you know you've got to make money any way you can haven't you for the football club that's Absolutely. great that's great yes Definitely. yeah well I, I i think i don't know whether i told you this story i told someone this story very re- very recently um about um a, a one-off when i was at a radio station up in the northeast i did a bit of one-off uh stadium announcing at darlington at the uh, at the huge stadium there when 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 they were there and um, mm. someone scored, and there was no one to tell me who it was. It was a real last-minute thing, so I had no idea, really. And and because it was echoing all around the stadium, it was hardly any people there compared to the capacity, so the sound was just echoing yeah. all around. I thought, I could just get away with it if I say, uh, and the first score for Darlington is uh, number... And I literally did that, and nobody seemed to think <laughs> think think anything of it. I just sort of yeah. uh, I just well, uh, gobbled I did the goo. Mickey taken out. 
you're going to make mistakes, aren't you? And um, I, I've I've had a few. Um, there was one I remember at the Flamingoland Stadium where it, it was a, a tussle at the at the near post, and uh, the, the ball went in, and you know all the players were celebrating, and I just got no idea who it was. So I just said, I've got no idea who scored, and I don't yeah. care. Yeah, but that, yeah. It was a you know like a last minute winner. Yeah. And my other embarrassing one was. Uh, uh, when Pete Davidson uh, was was playing for us, and uh, he didn't have a number on the back of his shirt, uh, I don't know why, but mm. he di- he didn't, and uh, so of course he scored the goal, and and I meant to say, um, and the score for Scarborough, the man with no number, Pete Davidson. But um, being me, I messed it up and ended up saying Pete Davidson, the man with no name. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. That's it, great. Uh, yeah, but it, just stuff like yeah, that is good entertainment, though, for fans. You know, if you if you have a bit of personality in it, I mean, no no one minds that, do they? Well, when I first started, I, I felt I was possibly a little bit, you know, you, you have. I felt I was a, a bit bit too deadpan, really, because. Um, you know, you felt oh, I'm providing a service, but uh, as I've got more used to the role, I kind of relaxed into it a little bit and sound like I'm, hopefully, sound like I'm enjoying it more than maybe I did when I first started. <laughs> it's a funny thing, though, isn't it? Because you know, do, do you get too excited? Is that going to upset the neighbours if you're? Uh, well, that's you know, it. I, I we had um, it was a uh, was it an FA Cup game, or it might even have been a North Riding Senior Cup game, and I, um, I don't know whether York City were playing. But there was a um, Radio York radio person there, and they came out after half time. But before he said, "Right, can you just get the crowd hyped up and um, you know say something?" And um, it's just not me, really. I, I, I found that really, you know, whenever I've been to away grounds and people do that, uh, you know, the announcers do that. I've I've not been very keen to be honest. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't do that, you know. Uh, come on, Burr, or or whatever. So, yeah, maybe I should. Well, well, no, no, no one's saying that. I mean, you, you, everyone has their own. <laughs> everyone has their own style, uh, don't they? And uh, yeah. you know, you, you do you do a fantastic job. Actually, you do a really great job. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the, the club, the club this season. I mean, the, the fortunes have been fantastic. It, it's funny, isn't it, when we're disappointed when we only draw or or, or, or actually Absolutely. do lose a game, and you're just like, oh, oh, what went wrong? You know, um, when yeah. when at the start of the season we were just hoping to stay in the league and, absolutely and everybody said you know as long as we finish yeah. bottom you know and I, I think that is still there I still hear people saying that um, mm. in fact well, I think there was a post just the other week saying you know mentioning how many points away from safety we are well Trevor Bull so. himself uh, he still wants to get to the magic 50 points doesn't he before he can start relaxing I think <laughs> absolutely absolutely. Um, but it yeah. is wonderful yeah. there's such a buzz around the club at the moment isn't there Yes, there is, and it's a real pleasure because when I, as I said, I, I started watching um, Athletic right from the very early days, and when we first went to Brid, the, we were still taking quite a few um, there and 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 away, but it started to die off a little, and and by the end of our time at uh, Bridlington, who I think we should thank because if it hadn't have been for Bridlington, we we you know we had nowhere to play. Yeah, absolutely, um, but. Uh, the, the crowds were beginning to dwindle, and if you looked at the demographic, it was um, it was predominantly you know people of a certain age. Yeah. You know, you didn't see kids going. And what's fantastic now is now the ground um, is you know we're back in Scarborough, kids can go 
on their own, you know, whereas they couldn't, re- well, they could have done, but it was more difficult to go to Bridlington um, on your own. But now it's easy. You see lots of kids there and, um, and that's the future of the club. You know, it's not people like me. It, it's the it's the youngsters, and and to see them in the shirts, um, uh, because there was a time in Scarborough you didn't see, um, you know, youngsters with uh, Scarborough shirts or Scarborough bobble hats. But now you see it all the time, and I yeah. think that's, I, I think that's the really big success. And I know. Um, Trevor and all the, um, the the directors really push that community club, and it's very very important uh, to them. But you know all that youth, all the youth set up, and and um, you know the the disability football, which is just so fantastic, and and the girls football. That's what ties youngsters to to a club, and and that will be our future, I think. Yeah, um, me and Milrav did a, a children's disco party over the weekend um, in Sema, <laughs> and. Um, all the lads were actually chanting give us a B give us an O give us an R give us an O what you got mm. Bora and they were, yeah. they were singing Scarborough songs and uh, yes. the birthday boy was 10 now I think some of them played for for uh, you know one of the young Scarborough teams but I just thought that was wonderful that um, you know there, there was a, there, yeah. there were kids there there was, there was one in a Hull City shirt there was one in a Man, Man City shirt but there was a few Scarborough shirts and and they're all chanting Scarborough. I thought that is fantastic. It's yes. been a long time, probably yeah. actually. It's probably not been like that since um, no. since I was growing up. No. And there was a buzz um, in Scarborough FC, you know, in the nineties, uh, playing league football. Um, I don't think it's been yes. like that since then, has it? No, no, and um, certainly. I mean, the players are just. I don't know whether they are more, you know, available because you know they come up into the bar um the, the current team whereas maybe the, the you know previously they didn't at um at the old ground but you know they deserve a huge amount of of credit because you know i i see it when um you know i've been announcing going around doing things you know people like tommy taylor who was just a hero to so many people and he would you know he would give his gloves and and you know all of the players take their time to mm. to have photos taken and you know that's brilliant isn't it if a kid's got a photo of the footballer you know that you know that really means something um, yeah absolutely and, and it's them, I say- I think. and that's yeah, it, it does remind me, Again, you know... It ties you into the club, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, rem- it reminds me of, of having my Scarborough FC, you know, um, sort of exercise book and getting signatures from from the players, you know, yes. in, in, the, in the early 90s. And, and yes. you know, you've got you've got, you've got got uh, kids like that now who, who just want the autograph of, uh, you know, Kieran Wellergy or, or, or Kieran Glynn or, yes. or, or Michael Coulson, whoever it is. You know, they've all got their favourite players. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they love being yes. the mascots. The way yeah. the club looks after the mascots as well, you know, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? So it's all, all good. Good. and obviously we're hoping for three points yeah. this weekend it's going to be a tough one though isn't it at Gidderminster yes. and I th- I think it is um, you know that they're a, uh, are they a full time or are they a hybrid team I, I think they're full time um, but I may be wrong there but it'll be it will be a hard place to go um, it was I think we were unlucky against Boston um, last week I, I enjoyed that uh, that that trip out and you know it's I think this league. I was talking to a Boston fan actually because they they were really high last season, got into the playoffs, didn't they? Um, and I think York knocked them out. Uh, and I we, we were discussing the league, and it really is the case that on their day, any team can beat any other team. You know that there's a lot of um, 
there are still teams in mid-table now that could do the run that Borough did last year, I think. Absolutely, you know, yes, absolutely. Uh, worrying for us, but in terms of the league, that is... You know, that's what yeah. you want. You want a competitive league, don't you? Absolutely. You'd never have thought that we'd have been in the playoffs pretty much the whole season. Uh, and we're now in February. It's uh, quite extraordinary. Um, thank you so I much know, for your time. Yeah. Really great speaking you to you. Cool. All right. You take care. and Keep up the good work with the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, we'll uh, we'll right. look forward to getting some more people on. And uh, up the borough, I'll see you at the uh, Flamingoland Stadium uh, as soon as possible. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, up the borough. The home of live Scarborough athletic coverage. This is the Coast Extra. Yep, you can enjoy full match commentary of Kidderminster Harriers against Scarborough Athletic FC on This Is The Coast Extra, supported by North East Security Shutters. Thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash extra for that uh, on Saturday from just before kickoff with Ant Taylor. Big thanks to Mark Thompson for joining me on the Sea uh, Dogs podcast episode four. Stadium announcer at the Flamingland Stadium and big Borough fan. We'll have a preview of the Kidderminster game shortly. First, though, more of your comments on this topic, which I posted in the Scarborough Athletic FC supporters group this week after Trevor Ball's lovely gesture giving a pint of beer to every Brackley Town fan on Tuesday night when has Borough or any other football club for that matter gone the extra mile for you uh, Simon Moore I was chatting with the late former Forest Green chairman Trevor Horsley after they played at the Old Borough gave him directions to a good fish and chip shop where he was going to treat the team in the return game at their spot he recognised me and bought me a few beers in their clubhouse after the game total gent that's uh, that's really nice isn't it I did wonder which fish and chip shop he sent them to and, and he says he thinks it was alleyways on Fallsgrave more for ease of directions than, than anything else um, also um, Nicola Blades Aroglu says when my mum died suddenly on the 3rd of January in 2022 my 10 year old son was due to be mascot on the 8th just days later Erin uh, had seen things that no child should ever have to see still wanted to be a mascot that day at the time uh, at a time we were just left heartbroken but Scarborough Athletic FC went above and beyond to give Erin a day to remember not only just for him but for us as a family we will always be grateful to each and everyone for what they did that day for Erin he still talks about that day now none of us will ever forget which is really quite a, a powerful comment thank you for that Andy thought when I was very poorly two years ago the club very generously donated a substantial amount of money to help my family whilst I was in hospital, which is uh, going way beyond, isn't it? Thank you so much, Andy, for that. Uh, David Bates says, when I lived in Kent and Essex back in Borough's league days, I could only get to away matches local to me. That meant Barnet, Maidstone and the like. When Ray McHale was manager, he'd hand out free match tickets to Borough fans as the team got off the coach. I remember one match when Maidstone played home games at Dartford's ground when Ray asked me if I knew of any local chippies uh, for after the match. I didn't know the areas. I lived in Colchester then. Once at Leighton Orient, the handful of Borough supporters were getting drenched on the open terrace behind the goal, pre-ground improvements, and the club stewards took pity on us and invited us to sit in the stand undercover. Uh, David Bowerbank says, When I was a kid... Uh, knee high to Ronnie Corbett I was walking home from the Borough game over the donkey fields close to the new ground when unfortunately I stumbled upon a section which was flooded coming along behind me was none other than club legend John Fawcett decked out appropriately in welly boots big and tall upright man he was able to give me a piggyback through the affected area true gent who worked tirelessly in the interests of Scarborough FC well said there David uh, John Young says many non-league clubs have saved me a coveted programme which is part of my day out especially Newton Aycliffe FC which is nice to hear. 
Simon Earl says, I had a stroke in October and the club sent me a card signed by the players and a video from Jono. Trevor also approached me to make sure I was okay. Jack Fuster has also made sure I've had a wheelchair spot so I could attend games. A credit to the club is Jack and I'm glad that Jack does get a mention because he does so much, doesn't he? Does Jack Fuster. Thank you for all the comments. Great to read them out on episode four of the Sea Dogs podcast. Let's look ahead to this weekend's big match then. Scarborough Athletic away at Kidderminster Harriers. The Sea Dogs are expected to be at full strength with the exception of Will Thornton and Dom Tier. Jake Charles looks likely to be back from his illness, giving Jonathan Greening a bit of a selection headache. New loan signing Ryan Coulter is available for selection again, of course, as well after his man of the match performance midweek. Uh, Russell Penn's Kidderminster, who sit in eighth place, four points behind Borough, will be hoping to continue their good run of form after winning three of their last three fixtures, including a 3-1 home victory over Blythe Spartans on Tuesday night. It's uh, the Sea Dogs' first visit to Agra, rather famous stadium, and kickoff on Saturday is 3 pm. Full match commentary on This Is the Coast Extra, supported by Northeast Security Shutters. And in other Borough news, well, roses are red, Borough is two. They've got a fantastic Valentine's package for you. Have you heard about the special hospitality experience for the Valentine's Day fixture on the 14th of February against Farsley? Uh, Join the club for a Valentine's Day like no other for £75 per couple. Uh, You get a two-course meal, match entry for two, a programme and team sheet, a bottle of wine and a Valentine's balloon as well. Uh, There's a £12.50 discount per season pass holder and additional people can be added to the package. To book your place, uh, email rhiannon.hunt at scarboroughathletic.com that's r-h-i-a-n-n-o-n rhiannon.hunt at scarboroughathletic.com and show your love for Scarborough and your other half that's it for episode 4 of the Sea Dogs podcast thanks again to Mark Thompson my guest this week don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts and you can listen anytime at thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash podcasts and we'll see you on episode 5 up the borough